Welcome to the Agents of Innovation podcast. Where we feature conversations with entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists. And welcome back to the Agents of Innovation podcast. I am your host, Francisco Gonzalez, and I really thank you for listening. This is now episode eight, and um, I'm really uh, getting so much out of this myself. I was saying to some friends recently, hey, even if no one's listening to my podcast, I'm learning so much and having fun connecting with different entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists, uh, just getting so much about uh, back from hearing their stories. And uh, so it's been a lot of fun. But I know that some of you are out there listening because I see the stats and they're starting to go up little by little. So I really appreciate you listening and also sharing with your friends because uh, you're enlisted as my marketing department. I just want you to know that. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, If you're on Facebook, you know you can find the Agents of Innovation podcast uh, by doing a search for it on Facebook. Um, It's also facebook.com backslash Agents of Innovation Podcast. And if you're on Twitter, uh, please follow us at Agent Innovation. Um, Also, my website, I have, um, I post a blog about each episode, and it's it's sort of a little teaser blog, but I I really try to put a little theme together about some of the things our guests talked about on the show, and uh, what, you know, types of things we can learn, and some choice quotes as well. So um, please share the blog post. You can do that by going to franciscogonzalez.us backslash podcast. franciscogonzalez.us backslash podcast. And you'll see a link on that page to all the different episodes and their corresponding blog post. And also, I know many of you have been listening to this through your iPhone and you do that through the podcast app. And if you uh, grab one of your friend's uh, iPhones and show them how to download the podcast app, and most phones actually come with it, I like to just grab that phone from my friends, type in search for Agents of Innovation in the uh, search feature on the podcast app, and then just hit the subscribe button, and they'll automatically get the show. And so... um, you will, you will too. You'll get the alerts if you do that automatically to your phone. Uh, and we're trying to do a new episode about every two weeks. And I know there's a lot of non-iPhone users out there. And for you, you're, you got some good news. We are now on Stitcher. So I know Stitcher is a very popular app to listening to podcasts, uh, very much like the podcast app on iPhone, except you can also get that Stitcher on um, a Droid or other devices that you might be using out there. And so um, at the end of this episode, uh, after we interview our first guest, which is Darian Freeman, uh, you're going to hear a song from Paul Fowl, Paul Fowl, P-F-A-U. If you remember, Paul was on episode six as uh, our guest, and we played one of his songs at the end of that episode, and we'll do so again at the end of this episode. So listen out to the song, Send Your Love. So before we get to that, let's have ourselves a podcast. Well, I want to welcome our next guest onto the Agents of Innovation podcast. Uh, we have with us today Darian Freeman. 
He is the founder and owner of Free Rain Sports, and you can visit their website at freerainsports.com. And what is Free Rain Sports? Um, well, it is your source for all of your team sports apparel needs, from game uniforms to fan gear. Um, and they've got all those sorts of things covered. Uh, and so if you're looking for any of those, maybe you're in a, an adult athletic league or a high school team or um, uh, youth sports teams, and uh, Darian's got you covered. So, Darian, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Francisco. Glad to be here. Well, Darren, uh, thank you, um, and I know you're a fellow Floridian and actually um, from South Florida as well, where I grew up, so uh, good to have a fellow South Floridian on the podcast, although I have to take a little issue. You ended up going to FIU, and that's my rival. Uh, we, I went to FAU. Yeah, I know. We kind of have a little beef, but it, it's all love mixed in there, you know, somewhere. <laughs> all right. Well, um, hey, um, I, I was really interested in having you on because... Uh, you know, obviously you're an entrepreneur, you started this company. There's a lot of people out there selling things like t-shirts, hoodies, jackets, game uniforms, travel gear. What got you um, interested in doing that? And uh, tell me a little bit more about the mission of your company and kind of why you started this. Well, first of all, what got me started is my love for sports. Um, Growing up, my father coached basketball from time I was born all the way through high school. He coached at University of Miami. He coached at Norfolk State, James Madison, a lot of different universities. And growing up around basketball, that was something I was always into. Led to me playing and going to Palm Beach State to play. And once I was there, I ended up tearing my ACL two years in a row. So oh, that kind of put a damper on all my hoop dreams. And I was trying to figure out you know, what I wanted to do next. And in a series of events and through a whole journey, I've ended up staying involved with sports, but in a different way by providing the gear that these teams and players wear. Well, great. Um, And at least, can we still agree on saying go Canes? We can say go Canes. All right. Glad to hear your dad coach for them. (laughs) That uh, that makes amends there for the FIU. but anyway, there's lots of us FAU, FIU people that still cheer for the Canes. And uh, I know uh, some of our friends who may be listening probably wouldn't appreciate that, but <laughs> we do. Uh, and, but it, <laughs> and it's it's go Canes, but still go Panthers. You know, I'm never <laughs> going to turn my back. I know we've got some great things on the horizon. So I'm, I'm all about, you know, South Florida in general. Well, same here. And go Owls for that matter. So, uh, so anyway... Uh, um, well, what, um, so how long have you been doing this? And I, well, I guess before we get there, I noticed, um, you were, you know, once you were in college, you just mentioned that, uh, you want, you directed your passion from when you weren't able to play the sport to be able to still stay involved. What other ways besides this company were you, um, still involved in sports? Well, first, when I was in college, I did study abroad for a year in China And going over there, you know, you kind of figure out what you're really into. And being over in a place where I didn't know the language, didn't know any people, I went right to the basketball court and I ended up coaching and working with a a college rec team out there. Came back to the States, um, did a program called City Year, which is tutoring and mentoring for at-risk youth. And I go to the school every day, help them, and I was a math tutor 
But then after school, I would help with the middle school basketball team. And we ended up winning the city's first or Hayward Gibbs first city championship that year. And then the following year, they won again. And, you know, I kind of tried to take a little bit of credit for it and also got me starting this business because being at an at-risk school, low income, I was able to get in touch with the company that I partner with now. And they actually donated 15 uniforms to this school because they had jerseys that were just vinyl and ironed on and things were falling apart and they gave them a great set of uniforms and I think it gave the kids an extra boost of confidence when they stepped onto the court. Oh, that's awesome. What a great story. Um, and so your company now, you basically, um, you know, you, 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 you provide these uniforms and other kind of, uh, gear, sports gear for, uh, these schools and different teams, uh, who actually, uh, what kind of apparel do you actually, uh, sell? And so my company free range sports, you can almost think of as a distributor. And I work with different, um, manufacturers to kind of suit whatever the needs of each team would be. But the main manufacturer that I work with is a company called pro look sports. And like I said, these guys are amazing. They, like I just told you how they help that one school afford uniforms and get them feeling right and looking great and playing great. They did that out of the kindness of their hearts. And the owner of that company, Dusty Rhodes, he is a great human being. And I don't even think that free reign sports could be what it is today without the advice and backing he's given me because I took a trip out to their headquarters in Utah and he made sure everything went well and I could learn more about their product and see the difference in the different materials and what they had coming up in the future for suiting all different kinds of sports, tennis, lacrosse, soccer, volleyball, basketball, football, anything almost, you know, they can handle. And these guys are top of the line, been around the industry for 20 plus years now. And we're some of the innovators in tackle twill material. And so before, if you think back when Michael Jordan and Larry Bird used to play, if you think back to their jerseys, they were kind of just screen printed on there. And then as time went by, people were looking for something more durable but still lightweight. And that's when Tackle Twill came along and Polo Sports was one of the first to really bring that to the States. Well, that's awesome. Um, so you got involved. Uh, how did you find uh, Polo Sports? You know, you're, I know you said you were uh, helping out with this at-risk um, uh, at risk youth in, in this uh, school in the low-income area, um, and you were looking for uniforms. Was it just by chance, or how did you find that particular company? Well, actually, it's funny because I've worn Pro Look before I even knew who I, what I was wearing. You know, at Palm Beach State, I just put my uniform on and was playing, and then I look back, and I can go through some of the work they've done, and I say, I was like, oh, I wore those uniforms. But also, my father, when he coached at Norfolk State, he also wore ordered pro look uniforms and back I think I was about 13 or 14 years old I remember them sending him 
different designs with a few different fonts, a few different colors. And I was like, dad, you've got to put this here with this font. And I think that'll look so cool. And my dad, you know, me being his son, he was like, all right, if that's what you want, that's what my team will wear. And then I still have that same uniform. It's in great condition today, you know, 10 years later. So you were, you you basically sound like you have a very kind of creative mind when it comes to, uh, uh, design of, of uniforms and different things like that. Oh yeah. I've got a pretty good eye, you know, knowing what's going to look good and also what feels good. And then I also imagine myself out there, you know, I imagine myself in the NBA for so long that I, I could imagine myself in the different jerseys that I design and seeing how they will look out there. All right. So you've, you've, you've had some hoop dreams for quite a while, but you're, you're still following them in a different route now. So that's pretty cool. Uh, well, um, so tell me down the process. You know, you came back from China. You helped this this school. Um, were you still in college then? Um, I had finished up at FIU in China. That was my senior year. And then once I went to city year, it was kind of a year off. It was something I felt like I had to do to serve the community and really just do what I needed to do personally. And then once I was there, it kind of got me thinking again. I'm like, I really need to be back in sports. And so that's when after that experience, I went to Arkansas State and I got my master's in sports administration just to kind of solidify my base there and know that I can maneuver through the sports world with that master's a little bit better than I could before. Great. And then, uh, and then at what point did you decide to start free range sports? And it was in class one day at Arkansas state while I was getting my master's, it was a bunch of things that were just too much of a coincidence. I walked in the first day of class actually. And one of my professors, he had on a pro look sports polo shirt on. Hmm. And I was like, you know, I know the brand and I know some of the teams that they work with, but coming to Arkansas, not knowing anybody again, and why do you have this on? It turned out that he's worked with the company before. And so that relationship there. And then at the end of the year during the semester, one of my, um, my bosses, I also worked at the athletic department for Arkansas State. And one of my bosses came in there. He was an AD. And he came in and he had the best advice. And this is why I knew I really liked this guy from the beginning. He came into class one day. And he was like, all right, class, I need you to do four things after you graduate. Promise me that you'll do them. And we were like, hold on. Like, what are they before we promise? And he was like, I need you to drink, swear, steal, and lie. And I was like, I can do all of those things. But then he was like, no, I need you to drink from the fountain of friendship, swear to do today what will get you to your goals tomorrow, steal a little time to plan and think, and lie down and be thankful. Clever. And when he told me to do that, I was like, okay, I knew it. And so right after that, he asked, like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to be a, be a big force in this sports apparel business. And that interaction right there of him and his position giving advice and giving back to me, but also assisting me to 
figure out what it was that I wanted to do. It kind of has made me stick to that word that I made in class that day and keep pursuing my dreams. So in class that day, was it sounded like a very instrumental day to just make a decision and set a goal. Um, what, how did you follow through with, with that goal that you set? And right after I left class that day, I had reached back out to um, Dusty Rhodes again, and I told him, I was like, all right, I really want to get serious about this sports apparel thing and not just, you know, call you if there's a team or something that's looking. I want to really do something with this. And then so from that day, we set up that whole trip for me to get out there and familiarize myself with their products. And I started work on, you know, all the business licenses that I would need to be able to sell down here in Florida and online and started taking those steps to get the name free reign, you know, under, under what I would do business as. So, yeah. Tell me, how did you choose the name? Back that came, uh, it's a few different routes that I go with. And first it just came from, you know, free reign. When you hear it, it's like, okay, you can do what you want. And that's kind of the approach I was taking from, that day in class, I was like, I need to do what I want to do. And I think that's what will make me successful. And so that's where it initially stems from having free reign kind of over your life, control, that kind of thing. But um, when you say free reign, the actual saying is free, R-E-I-N. And that type of reign is like giving free reign to horses. Right. And that's where the whole control aspect comes, comes in. But I took my my note on it, kind of the what I guess scholars would say is incorrect, free reign, R-E-I-G-N, and it's kind of a a misquote of free reign with the horses. But just because horses are more dated and you know, reign and monarchies are something people kind of familiarize with now, they'll spell it the way I've spelled it. But to me it means something. And free, my last name is Freeman. And so uh, free reign, that's what they call me on the court. Freeman and Darren were too long to say on the basketball court. So be like, free, pass me the ball, because everybody always wants the ball. And I was the point guard. So they always wanted the ball, so they'd be like, free, free. So free reign is kind of me telling myself, this is what I'm in control of. This is what, you know, this is my time. But for everyone else, as a whole, as a holistic approach, free reign. I want them to feel empowered themselves, you know, that they can go out and customize a uniform the way they want it to look. It doesn't have to be the stock uniform that they could buy. They can look different than other people. They can stand out from the crowd without doing a whole bunch of different marketing approaches. When they see them and they see their uniforms, they're like, oh, I know that that's so-and-so's team because they've taken it into their own hands. And that's kind of what I want to deliver to all my customers is that, that personalization. Well, good. And you know, that it just, when we're talking about American innovation, it doesn't get much more American than to be called free or free reign, huh? Um, so, but, uh, well, that's cool. Um, well, so then you, you started this, you got the name of the company and you went out and, uh, met with Dusty Rhodes at uh, Prolook Sports. Uh, so now you're back in South Florida? 
Um, mm-hmm. And uh, how are things going? How um, how long have you had this company up and running? And what kind of clients are you dealing with on a day to day basis? And what what what's the outlook there? Um, been back out here for probably about the summer now. So really got things going in June. So it's only been about two, three months and the summer months are the hardest ones, which is good and bad for me. One, it's, it's good because it allowed me the time to get things, you know, every time you think you had all the paperwork done, a new form came up, you know, you had to get this license if you wanted to do this and add this. And it gave me time to prepare because what was difficult is I can't go to schools during the summertime as as I can, you know, how they get started up here next week because, you know, that's everybody's vacation time in schools. So it's hard to really get those high schools and middle schools involved because nobody's really around as much as they're about to be. So kind of allow me a preparation period. And in that time, I've worked with a few, you know, rec rec leagues and different parks and also a few just organizations where their company is kind of about sports. And so to brand their organization, they wanted a sporty looking t-shirt instead of just something, you know, cotton and with the one color screen print, they wanted a design and they wanted their logo and they wanted a few different things. And because everything's customizable, I was able to put a name and number of each person in the organization on their t-shirt at no added cost. I was able to put their website information on the inside of the collar and there's, and also their slogan on the outside of the collar. And so anything they really wanted to do, I can do. And I think that's what really one sets me apart. And the other thing that I really enjoy is trying to come up with different ways to make everything personal, personal to the customer. Because sometimes if you go and you get a regular T-shirt done, you know, it costs one price for one color. If you want another color, that's going to be more money. You want another logo, more money. You want this and that is more money. But dealing with me, I have a one price guarantee to where if we say, hey, this is how much we're going to pay for shirts, then that's what we're going to pay. And then once that's started, if you want to add another logo, add a saying, change the name on the back, change the numbers, change anything up, that's, you know, that's your prerogative. And that's why I really believe in the free reign concept. So uh, would you um, uh, categorize your company as still sort of in the startup phase? I definitely say I'm in the startup phase. There's other other products I've been looking at and contacting other businesses to where I think partnering with them as well would allow me to, to fill even more of my clients' needs and just what they would need from a uniform and apparel standpoint. And uh, have you been able, uh, is, are you uh, basically running this, organ, uh, this company yourself or do you have uh, others on staff yet? No, nobody else on staff is just me, but I couldn't say that, you know, I just do it on my own. I have one, you know, the support of my family and friends, just even getting started when I was in the designing of my logo phase, you know, I would send all my friends and all my family these logos and say, hey, which ones do you guys like? 
and building my my business that way just because I knew they knew me the most. And then also in China, um, I met a few people who also went to FIU and are back in the area now. And there's um we have like our own mastermind group and we get together and these guys, they like one of them, he's developing apps. One, one of the apps is called Habit Streaks. And it kind of helps you keep keep track of what you're what you're doing on a daily basis. And so him and I, we kind of throw ideas back and forth. How are you marketing? How are you doing this? How are you doing that? And another one of them, they um are the first flyboard business on Miami Beach. And the flyboard's like a hoverboard in the water. It's a lot of fun. They let me go out there and do that. And so hanging around those guys, they kind of keep me focused and allow me to throw some ideas off of people who are also, you know, building their own business. Well, there's a lot there I want to ask you about. Um, first of all, I want to comment and say I think you have a very cool logo if you guys go to freerainsports.com, and that's Rain as he pronounced it, R-E-I-G-N, freerainsports.com. And uh, we have a mutual friend uh, who I interviewed on a previous podcast, John Eves Abone, and he, JY, I'll call him here on the podcast, and he, uh, he was raving about your business card, and I asked you to send me your business card, and it's a really, uh, really cool business card, kind of translucent, um, and uh, if you guys get a chance to ever meet Darian, uh, have him pull out that business card and give you one. Uh, it's pretty cool, but uh, uh, other than that, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned going to ch- uh, the China trip a few times. My brother and I were actually privileged to visit China for about 12 days two years ago. It's just uh, amazing. We didn't get a chance to be there as long as you, but uh, just uh, amazing uh, just to see. First of all, I was just stunned by the amount of people there um, in the city of like Shanghai and Beijing. Twenty to twenty-three million people in a in a city is just mind-blowing. Uh, makes New York City look like a uh, look like Tallahassee, I guess. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, um, and also just the just the just explosion of of, of businesses there and, and different things going on. And I just saw the, the amount of Western brands that were just infiltrating their markets there. But, uh, but I know there's a lot of factories, a lot of manufacturing, a lot of things that, um, you know, almost every product in the United States that you buy today, uh, you can't probably buy without it somehow being produced in China. Um, so um, what were you studying over there? And, uh, and the contacts you made, I know you mentioned some folks that went to FIU with you and perhaps went on, an, I don't know if that was an FIU program, um, but, uh, what kind of, um, what, what, again, what were you studying there? And then what kind of, uh, maybe business contacts you may have made or, or learned there? Um, when I was out there, I was actually studying hospitality management and this goes back to me getting hurt. I was so angry that I kept getting hurt and what I put my time into so much, you know, was letting me down. And so I was like, there's gotta be something else, you know? that I enjoy. So I went into hospitality management field and saw this opportunity to study abroad and not having to play and practice all the time, you know, I was able to do that. And while I was over there, I realized, you know, as much as I do like serving people, I also like serving people in the sports industry even more. And so that's what led me to kind of take this route. But over there, um, most of the people I met, Besides, you know, a few of the professors who kind of helped me with sales, you know, because once you learn that in any industry, you can kind of apply it to to whatever you need to apply it to. So 
the, one of my professors over there really helped me a lot with um, developing sales tactics and those type of things. But it was mainly, like I said, those guys that were, you know, experiencing China with me. You know, they're, these guys are young guys, 22, 23 years old, and already, you know, have sold portions of different apps and businesses that they created on their own. And being around those type of minds is really you know, pushed me to, to chase after what I wanted to do. And you, and you also mentioned your friend who started uh, this app called Habit Streak. Um, and it, you know, to me, from what you just described, it sounds like a uh, sort of a, if I would call it a productivity app, something that keeps mm-hmm. you uh, moving. How, um, because one thing, you know, I think many of us, whether it's, you know, our, our work and uh, if you work at an office or whatever you do, people do for a living, but if you're trying to move projects forward, shoot, when I was trying to move this podcast forward, it's a continuing uh, process. You, it's all, to me, it's all about being focused on the right things. And how does, how does an app like that or, you know, without even uh, maybe necessarily talking about the app, what, what is it that you do? What kind of habits do you form um, to kind of keep yourself focused on those goals to keep pushing forward? Um, there's just a few small things I like to do. And... I try to keep, you know, my mind and my body and my spirit, all those, like those three things are what I actually put into the app and try to make sure that I focus on every day and how I do those things. That's where a little bit more work comes in. But, you know, things like making sure I contact a certain number of schools a day and keeping that low to the point where I know Yes, I'll be able to do it, but also keeping it ambitious enough to where I'm not settling for less. And it's small things where I might, you know, work on the computer outside instead of inside. And even though it might be hot, it kind of gives me a different route and some different things to see instead of staring at the computer screen all day working on different designs. Yeah, I'll tell you, there's one thing I don't like, and that's sitting in front of the computer and trying to check all the emails that come in and and just kind of, kind of have that reactionary workflow, you know. Mm-hmm. So being productive, and I, I, I'm gonna, I might actually have to check out your friend's app, Habit Streak. Uh, so uh, the other thing you mentioned, uh, someone you know developed a hoverboard, and uh, it is 2015, and Marty McFly was on a hoverboard in 2015. So I'm gonna have to learn <laughs> a little more about that, and maybe we can have him on this podcast. <laughs> no, definitely, I'll you know connect you guys. But actually, after China. They were from Colombia, and so they went back to Colombia, and they started a flyboard business, and I'll send you a video on me on there, but it's kind of like attached to a jet ski, and when the jet ski kind of goes, it sends propulsion through this board you're on, and it shoots water out of the bottom, and you can get up to like 50 feet in the air, and you know the people that work there, they know how to do all the tricks and flips and go in and out of the water like a dolphin and shoot up. 25 feet in the air but you know me I just had a great time just trying to stand up and spin around a little bit but it's a lot of fun and then they brought it back to the states and like I mentioned before there's sometimes different things that are more difficult because of the paperwork and different things you have to go through and so I'm sure he could tell you more about it about you know what he's what hurdles he's had to jump through but I just spoke with him the other day and he said looks like all things are a go for them to really get going down in Miami now. 
Well, that's cool. And uh, if, if I got to about five or 10 feet off the water, that'd be enough for me. I don't think I can handle the, the, the 50 feet uh, off, the, off there. But anyway, um, uh, getting back to it, you know, how, it sounds like you have surrounded yourself as well. Maybe, I don't know if it was by chance or on purpose uh, with a lot of innovators around you. Um, and you're kind of seeing whether it was over in China or back in Miami. Um, how important has that been to your own success and what you're doing to, to kind of be innovative in your marketplace? Well, it's definitely not an accident because, I mean, it is something that I met them in China, but for me to come back to South Florida, that was part of it to know that I would have people around me who were had the same kind of goals and the same kind of drive and really wanted to be successful and I know that who you surround yourself is kind of what you'll end up you know going towards not to say that you know the people you're around is all you can be but saying I do think it has an impact on you and so being back around here that's one of the things I know you mentioned uh, the business card that's something I knew I had to do because people when they hear free reign they don't They don't really know what to think at all. And me going up to people, I'm saying, yes, I have this company. I can sell you this uniform from a company you may or may not heard of before. And I really don't have a lot for them to go on, but they're seeing me and I'm in front of them. And so I knew I had to maximize those face-to-face encounters. And I couldn't just get any old business card that they could kind of crumble up and, you know, get rid of or would break down on them. The card I have, yes, it's translucent, but it's also plastic and resistant to things. And it has all my information. It looks pretty cool. So they can kind of hold it in their hand and look at it. And I think that goes a long way for them to say, it looks like he took time on his business card. I think he'll take time on my uniform order. And that's really, I want them to feel comfortable with me and trust me. And I think building trust is really what it's all about when it comes to having that business. Well, uh, speaking of uh, moving your business forward, uh, what kind of challenges have you faced along the way so far? And maybe there's, maybe there's pending challenges as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and maybe how you've overcome them or, or dealt with them. Well, I mean, one of the hardest parts now is whenever I do meet someone and kind of start something, I always a lot of my work goes in at the beginning. So if they're interested in a uniform, I take the time, I'll design them one. So that takes time. Then they might say, hey, I like this instead of this. And I go back and I'll do, you know, however many mock-ups they'll need. And yeah, they'll get all that stuff done. But if after, you know, two weeks, a few different designs, now they might not be ready to buy anymore. Or They might go a different route or they have to wait. And it's those kind of things in this industry that I have to deal with. And I'm fine with that. You know, other times, you know, I'm trying to get into places and I might have to sit and wait for a long time. There was one time where I tried to meet with somebody. They had a bunch of other meetings. So I was like, don't worry. I'll just come out there. And whenever you're free, you know, then I'll just show you the product and those kind of things. And. I think I sat outside for probably about four hours, not not even knowing when I when or if I would get to meet with this person. And so 
it's those kind of things that I think, you know, all salespeople and people trying to build a brand have to go through. And I was prepared to not, you know, walk out and then have a bunch of people run up to me, giving me business. I was prepared, you know, to, to kind of have to fight and claw my way through it. And I'm, ha- I'm having a good time doing it so far. Well, good. Well, you know, um, and getting back a little bit to, you know, you mentioned uh, the type of people you're around or you've sought out um, and that how it wasn't an accident that you've put yourself surrounded by a lot of, you know, innovative entrepreneurs. Um, you know, part of why we started, I started this podcast here uh, was also to do that. I see a lot of stories, people like yourself out there um, really kind of just pursuing something you're really passionate about and something you want to do. Sounds like you also uh, have a lot more control over, you know, your work and your life to some degree uh, by doing that. But why, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are coming out of college, maybe even high school, uh, and they are looking to be employed by someone. They're looking for a job with a company that's already out there. You, though, took a route of starting your own company, being your own man, if you will, um, and hopefully maybe one day you'll have, you know, some more uh, employees on uh, that, that, you know, you will have as well. But what what was your thinking there in in doing this type of work? Because you know, as you mentioned, you're you're having to go and you know uh, create new business, wait on potential clients. Uh, you know, that's spending a lot of time, but you're also collecting all the revenue at the end of the day. Uh, what was your thinking in, in going this route rather than looking to be employed by someone else? And I don't even think it was as much about the revenue as it is about the time. And, you know, thinking back to other jobs that you have, you might go into the point where you you have to go to work that day, even though you've done all the projects you've set out to do or called all the people that you need to call, but you still have to show up. No matter how much you work over the period of time, you still need to be there on Thursday at nine o'clock in the morning because that's your job. And for me, I would want to get to the point where not only would me showing up at nine and leaving a lot, a lot later, maybe pay off more than, you know, some overtime or not overtime or whatever it will be from a regular job standpoint, but also, If I've called, you know, if I took the time on Monday to meet with 20 different schools and Tuesday, I'd rather not, you know, call anybody. I'd like to earn myself that right and kind of have to answer to myself and know personally, have I done what I needed to do? Should I do more? Do I need to do more? And I think I'm at that point in my life where I can make those decisions for myself and the decision to go into business for myself, it kind of, one, you know, if you think about it, with a ceiling. So, yes, I took off a ceiling that I may have had, but I also took away the floor that I was kind of standing on. And for me to kind of move up, I feel it's more driven now because your floor that is not there, all you can do is fall from that point if you don't start going up somehow. And it's kind of a added motivation so speaking of that you know there's there's a lot of companies that already exist out there you know you mentioned the apparel company you're getting your actual apparel from but you're more of a distributor and and you customize that apparel for people 
Uh, what? Uh, how? How are? How do you? How are you trying? To, how are you able to stand out in the field that you're in to try to get those clients to come to you? Well, like I said before, you know, I work to really give a one of a kind product to each each client that I that I obtain, and so. Instead of you getting whatever the latest uniform set from whatever company it may be, that set is sold around the country. You'll look just like another team, you know, except in a different color with a different name across your chest. I can design a totally unique uniform for you and your company at a great rate, probably even cheaper than what you would pay for that for that stock uniform to get it, you know, this color and that logo. And there's so many add-ons and I feel like just knowing the price and being able to go ahead and get things started and going, it takes a lot of the, the, Oh, I can't do that now. Or I wish I can add this. And it allows people to really get what they want. And that's what I want to deliver to them. And that's how I kind of set myself apart from everyone else. And also having great quality in the uniform. Like I said, with the pro look uniform that I had, that I designed for my dad when I was 15 to this day, I still have it. There's no nicks in it. You know, the numbers are still intact and it still looks great and it still feels great. So, Well, I guess that's why you guys call it uh, free reign sports because you really do give. It sounds like you really do give that customer the free reign to to decide what they want to do. So I, I think it's a definitely a fitting uh, name, and uh, we would love to have you back sometime in the future to see uh, how you're doing. Um, but uh, I want to just remind everyone we've been speaking to Darian Freeman um, of Free Reign Sports, and you can. Uh, uh, go and check out everything they do at freerainsports.com. That's free rain, R E I G N, uh, freerainsports.com. Uh, Darian, before we let you go, any uh, last words uh, you would like to say to folks, uh, whether it be about your company or about those um, p- uh, possible uh, entrepreneurs to be out there or other entrepreneurs and what uh, parting advice you might give to them? No, anything that I would have to say to somebody who's looking to go into business for themselves is don't wait, you know, too long. Go ahead and get started because you're never going to be 100% ready. When I started this thing, you know, I was like, okay, I can go ahead and do this, this, and that. And as soon as I started on one thing, they tried to throw, something else was thrown right at me. And it's kind of entering yourself into that field and, really get going instead of, you know, cause you're not going to be able to have all the paperwork done up front. You're never going to be a hundred percent ready to go. So just go ahead and jump in the water, jump in the water. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I had first thought about doing this podcast back probably around November, December last year. And it took me about three or four months to get it going, even though I was super excited to do that. And part of it was what you just mentioned. Uh, it was trying to get everything lined up and try to get everything perfect. And look, I know I know nothing's uh, not everything is perfect on this podcast, and I'm always looking to improve on every episode. But uh, I, I, I basically just said, you know what, you got it. Yeah, I, I had the same thought. I just got to do it. Just got to go and and so it's 
great to see that you've just done it and you're taking your company uh, uh, forward and you have a, a really beautiful website and it looks like the, the, the gear and the, um, everything you, you kind of do and customize is, uh, is very personal to your customers. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, your success. But wanted to thank you for coming on the Agents of Innovation podcast and uh, look forward to hearing more about you, Darian. No, thank you, Francisco. And I'm glad, you know, you jumped in because, you know, you've also helped me. I think I'm going to document a little bit more of my journey now that, you know, we've spoken. Because well, from that point, you can kind of look back and be like, oh, I remember when I started, I didn't even have this and this. And look at me now. So I think that's something I'm definitely going to begin from today. So thank you. Great. Well, thanks so much. And uh, we wish you all the success. All right. I want to see you every day. Pour your coffee, send you on your way. Be the one you call to say. Darling, won't you send your love my way? I want to hear the floorboards creak. Those feet of yours behind me And I pretend to play along Darling, if you send your love my way so you can add it in a letter Maybe you just call And you can shout it to the whole Just wanna breathe you in But baby, I don't know where to begin But when it comes around again Darling, I'm gonna send my love your way
Wanna see you every day. 